What's going on, guys? Uh, welcome to ATL Sports HQ live show. Uh, this is episode 21, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you can uh, follow the site at atlsportshq.com and on Twitter at atlsportshq. Uh, Phil, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? I'm uh, Phil, better known as ATL Phil. You follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore ATL Phil. How's it going, Clark Morrison? Uh, I was here for episode 20. I'm back for 21. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ATL Crap Sandwich. Um, <clears throat> I don't really have anything else for Instagram or Facebook, but uh, I stay pretty active on Twitter. So, And then I'm Derek Clemens. You can follow me on Twitter at Derek Clemens. Uh, make sure to message Phil if anyone is interested in writing for the site or doing anything that can help us uh, become bigger. So let's get right into it. Uh, good week for the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young, another great start. I mean, another great game. And uh, the game winner in Philly. Phil, you was there in attendance. Can you talk a little bit about that? Man, the, uh, the atmosphere and the energy was was incredible. Probably one of the best atmospheres I've seen this year. I, actually, within a few years, one of the best atmospheres. It felt like 2014-15, it gave me memories of those playoff runs. Man, I, I can't wait until next year. I can't wait to be at a at a playoff game again. Play Hawks playoff games are one of my favorite, probably my my favorite sport experience. To you know how I feel about the Hawks, so I just I can't wait to get back there. State Farm Arena is going to be a great place. Yeah, there were a lot of Philly fans in there, but that added to the atmosphere, and it was nice to shut them up at the end. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell. I mean, just off of the TV, I mean, you can just tell the energy that was there, especially at the end when he hit that shot. I mean, the crowd was going crazy from what I could see. And I'm pretty sure I bet you were there doing the same thing. Saw your video. I think you put that out on your Twitter. Everybody go check that out. But um, what what do you what kind of impact do you think the Trey Young has on this team, the fans and the city? Bill? He he's just he's really he's putting the team on the back. This is his team pretty much. Even during the 61 season, nobody knew whose team that was. Uh, there was no real face of the franchise. It was We just had a group of guys, and no disrespect, of course, to Paul Millsap, Al Horford, Jeff Teague, Kyle Korver, and Damari Carroll. They, they were, of course, great players, uh, pieces to a puzzle that really fit good, but there was no star. You never knew who was going to take the last shot. There was nobody when, toward the end of the game, if you just, we need a shot this possession, there was nobody to really get it to. I, I think our best option was trying to run Corver off a screen for a three. We have a guy who isn't afraid of the lights. He isn't afraid of the big moment. He may be the smallest guy on the court, but he plays like he's the biggest. He went right at uh, all defensive player uh, Jimmy Butler last night and took the contact from Joel Embiid uh, with the sky floater and then the LeBron celebration after. We haven't had a player with that type of um, energy around him since Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, two of the, the biggest uh, points in Trey Young's favor are, number one, the ability that he's had and shown uh, to be so mature for his age. Like, let's not forget, he's literally a rookie this year, okay? And and uh, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, he's he's showed so much growth ever since. The, I mean, can you imagine, like, thinking about if it's still the tr same Trey Young from from the beginning of the season like he's a totally different ball player. He's he's gotten like a lot of um 
involvement with his team. He's created, I mean, I guess probably chemistry with John Collins day one, but, uh, and then they've kind of just grown together. Uh, but I agree with you, Phil, like he's not afraid to take the ball to the bucket. Right. And, and, you know, I don't know if you purposely were trying to throw some straight uh, shade there at Schroeder. Um, but you know, you didn't mention him as being one of the guys and, and you know what he wasn't, he was kind of a diva and, and it is what it is. Like, and you, and you know, you didn't know exactly what to expect from Trey, right? Cause you know, kind of coming out of college, he had this kind of mantra surrounding him that he was just going to pull the trigger, right? And and shoot shoot threes from from the logo. And you know, somewhat he's done that, shown some range. But I think he's really shown a lot of maturity that wherever the shot is available, he'll take it. If not, he's getting his team involved. And I think you know, once you build a little bit more around him, uh, it's it's pretty crazy uh, what we've seen down the stretch here. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you can just tell. I mean, all the energy that the guys have every game, they bring it every night. I mean, even the bench is into it. Even when we're down, I mean, the bench is still into it when someone hits a three, especially Trey Young. And, I mean, it's just the excitement that he has brought. And, I mean, he's kind of taken that role where he wants to be the guy. I mean, you see him after his one shot against the Bulls, he talked, said, this is my city. And then he keeps he keeps pointing to his jersey. And, I mean, he just reps Atlanta and you – you could just tell the impact it has in the community and the fans love it. And I think more people are going to start to get behind it. I'm seeing a lot less bays too, which is also nice. <laughs> I don't know what's big. happened to that dude, but I don't want to, I'm good. I'm and good. Bays uh, sidetrack, but bays was playing so good before the injury. And then he came back from the injury and it's just been awful. He blamed it on the trade deadline. Well, I don't know if he blamed it on, but it was blamed on the trade deadline, the drama surrounding that before the trade deadline. And then since then, he just has not regained it. He had that good game against Utah, brought us back in that game. But other than that, Kent Bazemore has been awful. His body language, everything. It, it, I mean, I, I actually believe I believe the story that, that maybe some of it's to do with, with post-injury because one of the things that made Bazemore actually um, – an integral part a couple years ago and maybe a little bit more last year was his energy and his ability to, I mean, that dude was always 100% up and down the floor. And yeah, I guess maybe that's been kind of what's been missing from him. And, and, you know, he's just not, it's, it's just not the same base. And I hate that too, because I just wanted to see that dude go off and he never, he never really took that next step. It's sad. It's on both ends too. I mean, base at first he was known for a lot for the defense end. I mean, there's just no energy on the defensive end. No fear. Yeah, he used to have no fear, and it, it does seem like maybe the injury kind of is creeped into his his mental part of his game, maybe or something. I don't know. But uh, going back to Trey Young, um, a lot of there was a lot of things. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think he was the first one. I think I started it talking about the rookie of the year, and I forget who else. Blake Griffin and somebody else. Uh, who else was it? Was it Kuzma. Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma. All three they t- uh, chimed in on the uh, rookie of the year race. So what? It, what does this mean? Uh, seeing NBA players taking notice to Trey Young. Uh, go ahead, Clark. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with what I mentioned a second ago. Uh, you know, players surrounded uh, that play against this guy every day. They can see what he was when he first came into the league and how much he's grown from being a, a collegiate athlete, basically. You know, that freshman feeling coming into the league, figuring out where you stand, where your place is. And, you know, the the rest of the NBA's job is to basically beat him down so much that he doesn't want to play anymore or he doesn't want to try any harder or whatever. He took the high road and he went the other way and said, well, if, if you guys are going to try to beat me down or whatever and, and 
put these trees guarding me with their hands up, you know, I'm going to use my dribble to create space. And that's what he's done. And I think like when you see it firsthand as a player and you have to guard him and he's still creating space for himself or he only needs a time, like, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, um, oh my goodness. I just, I just lost it. Uh, Philadelphia 76, Allen Iverson, you know how he'd create space for himself and he didn't need a whole lot of room to get to the paint and, and, and drive and drop. And so, um, I, th I think that's what they're kind of referring to. And a little bit, you know, the league is kind of one of those, what have you done for me lately kind of things, you know, a lot of what's happened with Trey and the positive aspect has been lately over the last couple of months. Not that he's was terrible before, but he did have a slow start. And, you know, I, I think that's a little bit more why you're seeing some of that from the players and Doncic has kind of fallen down and, you know, it's a team sport still and the Mavericks suck. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I really don't know where I stand on the rookie of the year thing. I think he deserves some votes. Um, but I don't, I don't know that he necessarily deserves rookie of the year. I mean, I just, I just want to be as, as upfront as possible because when, when he does get the accolades that he's getting, I want, I want them to be, you know, unquestionable. He's my rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look surprised? I'm trying to look surprised. But a uh, big shout out to to uh, Mr. Ray Young, Trey Young's dad. We actually just had a great interview with him a few hours ago on Game Time Radio. Make sure everyone checks that out Sundays at 6. But, uh, yeah, he was saying, Trey Young was born for this moment. He's never been afraid of anything, and he never will be. You can you can definitely tell. For the sure. no fear thing, it's 100%. I mean, 100%, he, he doesn't. Because, I mean, going, like the game when against 76ers, when he hit the game winner, I mean, he just went right out. One of the top uh, defensive players in the league and Jimmy Butler being, what is he, 6'2", just went right at him to the rim. So, I mean, you can just tell the no fear that he has. Butler's not the guy usually either. That that that's He's not into letting that kind of stuff happen. Like yeah. Butler really plays hard. I, one of the things that I like about him so much is he's got a little bit of that Jordan edge to him, if I'm honest. You know, he he's hyper-competitive. And it's part of the reason why it didn't work. Uh where he was before and 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 you know i agree with you it's it's nice to see that too and that's what gets a lot of fans super pumped it's like this dude is just going out there and doing whatever he wants he's having his way and he's this he's this guy that everybody didn't know anything about and he's he's smaller than you would expect you know and things like that and uh i don't know i i, I appreciate trey young a lot and I, i'll tell you this Someone that I appreciate even more is Travis Slank. He he deserves a ton of credit because of the plan that he's put in place and he's stuck to. Uh, you're starting to see some of those those the fruits of those labors, and I think uh, coming down the stretch here, these picks are going to be important. But for the first time, I feel very comfortable with the organization surrounding uh, their upcoming pick. Like I don't feel that way with the, with the Falcons. Uh, I I don't know really how I feel about the Braves, but definitely I feel like. I can see the plan with the Hawks, and, and, and it's nice to see. Then, I mean, all these things we've talked about, it goes into play to this. Uh, do you guys think that Trey Young will attract free agents this offseason? Or in the future, actually, really, in general? Um, I don't know if we'll see any major dominoes fall this offseason. Off, off I hope so, but I won't be pressed if we don't because let's say we brought back this same exact team with our two lottery picks. I firmly believe that we would be – at least in contention for the final few playoff spots. 
but uh, Trey Young has that magnetism around him. Players are going to want to play with him. He can find you, especially big men and shooters. He'll find the open man wherever you are. He'll find you if you're a big down low, wherever you are. He's turning Alex Lynn into like a 12 and 10 guy. Alex Lynn can't even catch the ball. <laughs> He's got hands like frying pans, man. That's what I keep saying. Like imagine if, if we replaced Alex Lynn, let's say, with like DeAndre Jordan or uh, Clint Capella, a big man like that who can really roll and just attack the basket. They would average like 20 and 14, and Trey Young would average like 12 assists a night. I really think uh, – Players are going to be flocking to the ATL. And it was never – people say, well, that's really don't want to be in Atlanta. Look, everybody loves Atlanta. If you're a celebrity, if you're like an athlete or something, you love Atlanta. It was management. And I, I know I've been preaching that for years. But we finally have the infrastructure and, like, the practice facility, management, ownership. We have everyone um, on the same page. State-of-the-art state arena. This is really going to be – some good times in the next few summers in Atlanta. We're going to see some, I think, some premier free agents want to come here. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Phil. Um, you know, maybe not this year. Uh, that's that's only because the free agency market. I mean, there's there's going to be some huge names that have some uh, player options coming up, like KD and Kawhi Leonard, uh, I think Kyrie Irving, and some others. But I don't know that those are positions of need so much with John Collins and Trey Young, and that's what kind of makes it a little bit up in the air for 2019 um, or the end of 2019, especially with the picks coming up and, like, who's available. Um, because I, I feel like, and I don't know what Schlink's going to do per se, but I feel like after the picks, we're probably look, we're, we're looking for a – I would imagine someone to replace Alex Lynn. I'm not saying he's been horrible over the last 10 games or anything, but, you know, that I don't think – that's your plan for the future. I don't know that I see that uh, with this team. So I think they're going to be having to look for a big, some a, a five um, potentially in the free agency. And I, I don't know that I see one that really fits the mold of this team um, coming out of this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that he's going to bring at least attract some attention. I mean, you can just tell by the impact. I mean, going off the people tweeting that he's the rookie of the year and stuff. Also seeing. After the game, uh, Jimmy Butler, he actually mentioned, he talked a little bit. They asked him a question about Trey Young. And the main thing that he talked about was the way that he got his teammates involved and stuff and made everyone better. So, I mean, it's definitely being noticed around the league by the players and stuff. So, it's it's definitely going to help in the future. I mean, we've never really had a guy that could go out and recruit some people and talk to them and, I mean, become friends. I mean, Trey Young's friends with a lot of superstars already in the league. So, I mean, we never had really a guy like that. So, it's definitely going to help going forward, in my opinion. Um, and another Hawks question. Uh, do you guys think that – I mean, we're to me, I think we're kind of a step ahead. Do you think the playoffs are in the future next year or a little longer down the road? I absolutely think we'll be right in the mix next year. Uh, you know, out of – We're almost in the mix this year. <laughs> I mean, so close. The East, I mean, you know. The – my false hope, not false hope, my overarching hope coming into this rebuild was we'd be awful last year, we'd be bad this year, and then we'd try to put something together this summer, and it's actually falling into place. You know, this isn't going to be Philadelphia where it takes seven years. Obviously, it ain't going to be Minnesota where it takes 14 years. They get in one year, and who knows next time they'll be back in it. 
uh, Sanko to be Orlando, where it's taken them uh, since Dwight Howard left. How many years has that been now? About eight. God, I never thought I'd hear that guy's name again. <laughs> he's still on the roster, believe it or not. Uh, no, I believe it. He he always finds a way. I think he uh, he's got some blackmail on some folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different kind of show, too. <laughs> we have to put that on entertainment tonight. Look, I mean, I agree with you. I think uh, playoff run next year, like I said, we're so close this year. Um, I mean, really, we're. I mentioned this before. I put it on Twitter. Follow me at ATL Crap Sandwich. Uh, you can follow at ATL Sports HQ as well. Uh, we retweet a lot of the same kind of stuff. Um, you know, Phil said something uh, a couple of weeks ago where I think it was on the fourth, um, you know, kind of talking about how the Hawks have come since the All-Star break. Right. And I think they had 22 losses uh, on the day that we posted that. And I went through and I did some research and, you know, um, if they would have. So half of those 22 losses, 11 of those 22 losses. And I think I said this last week, so I try to keep it short. Uh, were by less than 10 points, and we had a chance in the fourth quarter. Uh, if you win 50% of those games by at, at March 14th or whatever, whenever I posted this, we, were, we would have been uh, the last seed uh, above the Brooklyn Nets out of the East um, in the playoffs this year. So, that I mean, that's literally how close we were. You know, I mean, things go a different way. Somebody doesn't foul out, a couple extra free throws, and you're right there talking about a playoff team in the Atlanta Hawks that you never would have even fathomed. So that's, again, it goes back to the plan and the process here with uh, Schlenk. And, um, you know, I, I think for sure, like another thing, uh, Phil, like what you were just saying, you can see that this is building for a, lo a long playoff run mm -hmm. back to back to back to back. Like it, it's, it's a, an entire sort of rebuild, obviously. And, and I, think, I think it's working. Yeah, uh, if, if the season started December 15th, I think that's when we went on that little run. If the season started December 15th, we'd be, I think, by one game behind the eighth spot right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our play as of late has been really good. I mean, in my opinion, I think we're a year ahead. I mean, I definitely did not expect us to be playing this well, especially at the end of the season against – I mean, we're just competing every single game. I mean, no matter who the opponent is. Really hasn't been a lot of blowouts, but I mean, I think I think we're going to be right there at the end of the season. I mean, the Magic this year—they're one of those teams that's kind of in and out of the playoff spot. I mean, they're not going to make it, but they were in there at uh, in the middle of the season. So I think we can be around that area, fighting maybe for eighth or seventh seed if we're lucky. But I think it just all depends on what happens in all season, really, and who we end up uh, getting in the draft. Or who moves here, you know, who else moves in our division, you know, with these free agents that we just mentioned yeah. before, like Kevin Durant, is he going to move? And, you know, is Kyrie going to move out or stay in or go to a different team, stay there? I mean, you know, it's, there could be a lot. Like, a la the Atlanta Braves, right? We felt like we got a little bit better, but, I mean, Jesus, the, <laughs> the competition is five times as much as it was last year. So, I mean, you know, I don't even know that anybody in the division is going to win 90 games. So, it's – it's one of those things that also you may feel like we were really close this year and next year we may be a little bit further away or we may be really close. It just depends on who your guy is and if he's that much of a game changer. So just the one thing that you can take away from this conversation about the Atlanta Hawks is stay tuned because 
regardless of win or loss, they are extremely exciting to watch. Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to put the league on notice soon, very soon. But yeah, uh, fun. Uh, go ahead, Phil. We had one national TV game next year. I mean, not next year. This year, <laughs> I'd be willing to bet we'll have at least eight next year. That's not counting NBA TV. Um, if we get Zion Williamson, there'll be like ten plus. Man, I, I would take the over on that in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh yeah, that's if we don't get Zion. If we get Zion, we're on there. All yeah, there. he's like a plus ten to your TV to your national exposure. <laughs> I mean, we've had a few games get flexed on the NBA TV this yeah, season, too. Yeah, they've been picking us up like crazy last month. That's how exciting they are, man. I mean, everybody knows. And, and that's why I, another reason why those guys like Spider Mitchell and, and Kuzma are, are kind of pushing for Trey to at least get some votes for Rookie of the Year because they're just it's, – it's like a highlight show. And, and again, you know, and maybe I'll, I'll steal a little bit of this from you, Derek, and ask you the question of whether or not you think that the rest of the season, what's more likely, 50-point games or, or 20 assist games? Because I think he just goes with what he's given. Every night it's one or the other, but he can do either. I, I'd, I'd have to say 50 points. I think he's going to try to get that one time. I mean, he's just going to catch – he'll catch fire one game. and Like 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 Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. That, was, that was a great game. I want, I want the twenty assist game. I just that that, that sounds so cool. But like, he got close in in November. Actually, he had a twenty four and seven. He had a twenty four point seventeen assist game against the Clippers during his stretch of really bad play. So while his November was bad, he still had. He wasn't awful. He was still passing. But people, what people don't realize, they just act like Trey was a bum in November. He was still averaging fourteen and eight. I'll take that as a rookie. I would have took that as a season average. Especially in Atlanta because, you know, like you said, the things that we're coming from is, is Jeff Teague, Dennis Schroeder. We, we good. <laughs> 14 I mean, and 8, we'll take that all day. That, yeah, that's what where we were hardly getting that from them. I mean, we never got an 8 assist year. No way. No. It was disgusting. And, I mean, what were they? What did Dennis always average more than – I think Dennis ended up averaging more than Teague. Like nineteen and yeah, this was nineteen and excuse me, six last year. He shot a lot more too. So. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> it might be surprising to some people with as much as Trey Young struggled with his shot earlier this year. Um, last year, I believe Dennis ended up around twenty nine point something percent from three. Uh, Trey Young is up to to thirty four percent from three on the year. That's what a whole month of nineteen percent. Yeah, I mean, he was he had to dig himself out of a hole too. Just imagine if he even shot just half as better, like just a little bit better. I mean, he could be uh, sitting at maybe thirty six, thirty seven percent from three. But um, let's go. Ahead. Let's go ahead and move to. Well, I guess we can. I can ask this question. Um, We've seen a good play from a few players other than Trey Young on the team. I mean, John Collins, he's been a highlight reel too. But other than them too, I mean, what what do you guys want to see with finishing off the season from the other guys? I want to see something from Torian Prince. He showed a little something last night. I want to see I want to see like a thirty point game or something from him before this season goes out. I think that's a good call. I think Torian Prince has a chance to kind of be a little bit more of a cog in this wheel. Um, but my guy is Herter. 
I want to see him play more like he has the past two games. That is the Kevin Herter that I want to see. Like, and it, it'd be okay in the offseason if he put on 20 pounds. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, you know, like, don't be afraid to, to get a little dirty out there. You know what I mean? Like, go watch some Detroit Pistons games from the 60s and 70s. I mean, from the 70s and 80s. Like, like, just get a little bit nasty. Don't be afraid to throw the ball up there. You know, I mean, it's not like you're – it's not like you're going to derail this team right now. So, so get it in while you can against some of the bigger guys, some of the better guys. I, I'd, I'd just like to see Herter do a little bit more. Yeah, then were the two guys that I was thinking of. But going off of uh, Torian Prince, I mean, his time could be coming up in Atlanta. So, I mean, he has to he has to show uh, more of his ability. I mean, he's he's put together some pretty solid games, even uh, if it's just a even if it's just a up his trade value. It's, yeah. It'd still be nice for us as fans. Tyron Prince drives me crazy with his ball stopping. He's a conundrum, dude. I mean, I agree with you. I don't know. Why does he do that? I I guess that has something to do with the confidence. He thinks he can make every shot he takes. I don't know. But, hey, you can't be waving off uh, Trey Young. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it works in his favor. I mean, sometimes he catches fire, but yeah. – but um, one more thing about Kevin Herter. Is there a more unsuspecting player that will yam on you? No way. And that's what I love, dude. Red Velvet is so slick sometimes. It's it's uh, This team is fun, man. It, it's not just Trey and, and John. And I think uh, after this draft, people are going to be really impressed. That I, I don't know that there is one, Phil, to answer your question. <laughs> I mean, that dunk uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I mean, he dunked, who was it? Jimmy Butler that he dunked on? Yeah, I mean, who is it expect that? I mean, he just ran down court. And then he had no fear. Just <laughs> looked like a popsicle stick too. <laughs> but I guess that's enough for a Hawks talk for today. We're uh, moving into college basketball tournaments fully underway. I mean, there's been a, there's been a pretty good amount of games. There's been some games that's not so entertaining to watch. Uh, what do you guys have as your best game so far, Phil? Well, it has to be the one that just went off about an hour ago. Uh, Duke and UCF. Uh, how did they not? How did well? How did that shot not go in? That that shot looked perfect coming off. That rims out, and then uh, the putback, just perfect textbook offensive rebound and and putback, and somehow that didn't go in either. Duke hangs on and survives and advances. What you got, Clark? Um, I, um, I don't know that it's the best game so far, but it's, it's it, you know, because it's not a bunch of lead changes. It wasn't back and forth. But the, the most impressive game that I've seen so far was the Purdue-Villanova game. I mean, look, any Jay Wright coach team always has a chance, all right? Regardless of what their regular season was like, Regardless of who their players are, they're always getting blue chip prospects, whether they're one and done or not. Doesn't matter. Jay, Jay Wright is a hell of a coach. Um, he's a really good game manager. He keeps his guys out of foul trouble. He's always good at moving the ball. Uh, just mature, professional almost um, with the way he, he coaches basketball. And uh, <laughs> Purdue went in and shot the lights out of the, out of the gym. I mean, it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. I think um, – what was his name? Uh, not Carter. Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards. He had nine made three-pointers before halftime. And they were up by like 23, I think. It was 
nuts. And Nova never came back. I think the they they were up by 36 at one point. I mean, they just never had a chance. And then defensively, uh, Harms, the I think it's a German kid, seven foot three, down in the paint for uh, Purdue. He played like almost the entire game. Never really got into foul trouble. Only ever brought him out occasionally for some rest, and he did whatever he wanted to. I don't know how you let a seven foot. I mean, Nova is a good team, right? How do you let a seven foot three dude free to the bucket five times? No one around him. I don't understand. He's huge. Block him. Get it. Body him. Do something. Bring in a hockey player and punch him in the face. Like scare him from the 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 rim. It was uh it was insane though. Purdue deserves a lot of credit. They did whatever they wanted to. Um, and and Edwards was on, and uh, that's a guy to to watch for uh, coming out of college as well. Yeah, that was definitely one of the more fun games. Even though the score wasn't close, I mean, it was very surprising. I did not expect that to happen. Another game I enjoyed watching the Gonzaga game. Uh, they there was a couple good performances. I for, I forget his first name, the Clark dude. He, Brandon. I mean, yeah, Brandon Clark. He, I mean, he just bought out. I mean, underrated. I think he missed maybe three shots the entire game, and he ended with thirty-six points. A, a, a little-known stat about Brandon Clark: um, one of the rarest things you'd ever see. He has more blocks than missed shots. That is ridiculous, wow. and he's got like a hundred and seven blocks, so <laughs> he's got a good buffer there. But, but to Derek's point, you know. He didn't miss any – or he may have missed one or two shots uh, in that entire game. And he put up, what, 35 and 5? 35 think, points, yeah. 5 blocks? I think so. I think that's yeah. It. yeah. Ridiculous. So that game was definitely good. And, I mean, yeah, of course, the Duke game, I, I mean, they just was handed a gift from God. I mean, I've, I've never Ooh. seen a ball roll out like that after the tip. I mean, he hit it perfectly on the square, and it literally just rolled out on the other side. And then they get the lucky bounce off of the Zion Miss Frito. That's what I was going to say. Take the lead. So, I mean, that kept about 80% of brackets alive. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, going off of bracket talk, uh, there's, I just seen the report. There's one more perfect bracket, and this is the furthest it's ever been. So, wow. How, there's how been, I mean, there's no Cinderella teams, but there's been yeah. some really big upsets. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's been a few solid, but there's. I mean, going into the Sweet 16, there really hasn't – isn't a Cinderella team that stands out. I think we'll have one, at least one, no matter what, uh, double-digit seed in the Sweet 16. I think – who plays tonight? The 13-12. Yep, yep. Oregon and uh, UC Irvine, they play tonight. They're 13-12. I didn't think UC Irvine was getting out of the first round, but – Yeah, I don't know how they did that. Got screwed on that one. They do that sometimes, though. I think they might have uh, some senior guys on that team. And that, yeah, I, you know I, how that goes. I think their luck runs out tonight. I think Oregon was underseeded. Oregon, they got hot at the end of the year, too. Man, how about that How about that Auburn-Kansas game? Woo! Yeah. Got I, whooped. I've seen that happen. I mean, Kansas, I mean, this Auburn is, is so fast. This is one of the first times Kansas doesn't have a single player on their roster right now. That's NBA talent, in my opinion. I mean, there's none really on the draft boards, and yeah. they just don't they're have pretty a young lot of too, talent. Though, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clark, how's your bracket right now? Uh, <laughs> which one? <laughs> if I could take if I could take the winners from all three of my brackets, I'd be looking pretty damn good right now. But um, 
I think each one of them is sitting at like 37% or something like that. It's not great. It's not great. And I think with the majority of people that have pretty much Duke selected as, as winners, um, I'm not going to be gaining any ground anytime soon. I think I'm ranked 11th in the ATL Sports HQ, or I was this morning. What about you, Phil? Um, you know, I, I was winning all three brackets I was in. I was in either like first or second place until yesterday. And then yesterday, started seeing three, five, seven. <laughs> um, of course, it doesn't want to go to the right thing when I click on it now. But last I checked, I was 81%. Uh, I was doing pretty good in the work bracket, the HQ bracket, and the game time radio bracket. So I'm still in this, uh, as are most people who have Duke. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's no way to gain any ground, though. You, you, so here, let me ask you this. Yeah. What what do you think the score is? Because oh, no. that's what's going to be the tiebreaker, right? Yeah. Um, I have Duke and... I can't remember, but I, I predicted it to be pretty high. Yeah, I think you were like uh, 81 to 77. Does that sound right? Yep. And then, yeah, I'm pretty and sure I, I went and stalked your bracket a minute ago. So. <laughs> One of them I have, Virginia. <laughs> I think this is in my work league, so it's on CBS. I have Duke and Virginia, so it's like 60 to 55 because, you know, Virginia likes to muck things up and slow it down. Yeah, like they almost mucked up getting out of the first round again. <laughs> Oh my God! I was like, dude, if you, if they do this again, I'm never doing another bracket. Could you imagine if, like, number one seed never lost to a sixteen before? It happens, and then the very next year, could you imagine the the same team enough to put you number one again, and you lose to a sixteen seed again? Could you, they would never be like they would never be taken seriously ever again. They're handling business tonight. Uh, they're up 45-30 right now. I'm sure most of that on uh, Thursday was a mental thing. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you, there's no way you're not thinking about that. That's definitely playing in your head last season, seeing that. Whose who's bracket on the ATL Sports HQ is uh, threes get degrees? I'm not sure. Dude, his bracket is like <laughs> – What's he at? Uh He's got a good. He's got 500 points. He's in first place. See, I'm. I'm actually. I only made one bracket this year, and it's actually pretty good. I've fallen down to 11th place. 11. He's, his bracket is ranked 141,000 on ESPN, which is I don't know if you guys know how many millions these are. That's ridiculous. I don't know why, but I'm for some reason not in ATO one, but I'm in the game time radio, and I'm sitting at second place right now at 490. And my thing is uh, 97.9%. Let's see. I'm in the game time also. I'm at 470, and I'm ranked fifth. So, uh, yeah, you're you're tied for second. Yeah, so I'm not doing too bad right now. But... Where's Phil's bracket? Hold on. Phil, where's your bracket? I, I where's your bracket? <laughs> started hot. Faded off. <laughs> he started at the top, and now he's here. Is that how the song goes? No, I don't think so. Uh, not, <laughs> not the way you want to go. You, <laughs> but that's okay. I spent about thirty seconds on it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I I I only I didn't expect Phil, I'm, but usually it's the people that don't usually watch a lot of college basketball that uh, does well in the brackets. It's luck, because you know I, mean, I don't have a clue. 
Yeah, I know Zion. That's about it. <laughs> hey, that's all we need in the A, right? <laughs> Speaking of people you know or don't know, Derek, what what do you like out of John Morant? Did you see that game? I mean, he's he's just ridiculous, and I mean, obviously, the uh, certain situation we're in, we do not need him on our team. But I mean, that dude can pick he, and pop and throw a a dime. He can do anything. Like he can do he it. Does whatever. Yeah, you're right. He has tremendous body control too. Like yeah. in the air or or making moves to 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 free space. Granted, I mean, obviously this is college, and you know, some of it has to do with the competition. I think that Murray State faces. You know, in, in that, you know, where they play the majority of their games in the regular season, but talented, no doubt. I mean, uh, raw, I would say, though, a little bit. I hate doing comparisons, but his the way that he plays. I mean, it, especially at the college level. I mean, he I'm just curious reminds what you're about me. To say. He reminds me so much of how Russell played in college. Because I was gonna say Harden, the way that he moves around the three point line to dribble and create space, he looks like Harden. He does that jab step. He does a lot of that kind of move the ball one way, do it again, do it again, and yeah. then he's he does the step back three. And I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I feel like he does the step back three prettier than Steph, but, you know, he he has a pretty game. That's all I'll say. And see, I mean, that's the thing. Like, his his three is one of his, like, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's one of his worst traits that, is it looked at as kind of like a downfall when going into the NBA. So, I mean, it just goes to show how good he is. Uh, what would you want to say, Phil? I said, if, if we didn't have Trey. No, I'd be right on that. I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, the, I've seen this question floating around Twitter, I think, like last week. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what do you think is – so, if you're building a team, what's the most important position that you would draft? Man. Okay, that's what – See, that's what a lot of people were going towards, and I, I thought the same, but I've seen a lot of arguments saying, like, they were comparing, like, would you take a Jason Tatum at a, as a small forward? I think the other guy was a De'Aaron Fox. Who would you pick to build around? Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be the point guard because of the way the league has moved to hybrids. You know, there's no truth two through four, to, pretty much. I mean, even the unicorn can shoot three, so it's like this weird thing a smorgasbord of all these really tall players that can do all of these different things, but point guards, a point guard, man. And if you can get people involved in the game and move the ball, right, set up screen. I mean, set up plays, uh, get off the pick and roll, create yourself some space and shots. Yeah. Probably the point guard. And then obviously the dribble drive, like that's one of those things that, you know, really only the one or the two is going to be capable of doing when it's, when it's like, crunch time and i think that's what makes it so much more important but that's just me i'm no basketball expert by any means what was you gonna say phil yeah i was gonna say if you have that that guy who can just facilitate run the team command leadership that's just you're pretty much you're on your way that's the foundation pretty much the quarterback of the uh, of the basketball team i mean yeah, if you don't your your point guard you pretty much don't have your foundation and even you know uh think back to like the lakers team yeah you know Derek fisher wasn't an elite point guard but he he facilitated he ran that team and that he was a perfect fit for that system and that plan he was able to execute that plan perfectly yeah i mean going off that i mean 
we've seen last year how when Chris Paul got hurt in uh, game six, we've seen in game seven. I mean, you just even if he's not the best player on your team, I mean, just the way that he facilitated and he made their team better just overall. I mean, I just think that's what the point guard position is meant to be. And I mean, that's the most important, in my opinion, on the court. The ability to create. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's hard to find a top point guard like that. But um, another top prospect, I mean, Zion, he had another great game today. Uh, what, what are your guys thought of his performances over the past few weeks in the ACC tournament and then in the NCAA tournament? Man, this is a player who everyone said, do not come back. Shut it down. You have nothing to gain. And he comes back and just continues to wow us. I mean, some of the things he does on the court is just incredible. And he also has given us an all-time photo <laughs> the other day with his jumping like a like a what is it? I think it's a called, dolphin. Yeah, it's dolphins <laughs> that jump straight out of water like that. An incredible <laughs> stealing his teammates' thunder on the dunk. It's a an all-time photo. I, I saw someone compare it to the Wade and um, Wade and LeBron photo in Milwaukee. Just incredible. What a what a talent. And w- whichever team is blessed that that's blessed <clears throat> Atlanta with the number one pick <laughs> in the draft is really in for a treat. We might be in for a really really rude awakening in Atlanta though if we don't get that pick because we're all going to be really really upset. Uh, yeah, um, as advertised. Uh, and like Phil said, you know, he's a competitor and he came back to compete. I, I don't know. Actually, after really kind of hearing him talk about it, first of all, what a mature and like, yeah, just he just he just got it figured out. I, I don't know, like the mental part of the game and, and NBA doesn't get enough credit for how mentally difficult this game is. Uh, he does such a good job on and off the court. I think there was never a doubt in his mind he was coming back as soon as he felt like, you know, he really was ready. Um, and, and the team needed him as well. Uh, he, he's he's at as as advertised and and one of the best talent. I I don't know that I've. I mean, LeBron never got a chance to play collegiate ball, so I don't know exactly how that works. But he was able to transition to the NBA seamlessly. I I feel like Zion's better. And I don't know if that's a knock on LeBron because he was young. It's just this weird dynamic. But what I see from Zion, like how much older this kid seems, he's a kid, man. And he's just six foot eight, 285. He's ridiculously good at everything. He moves like a, like he moves like he's, he was used to being a smaller guy or something. It's really strange. Like he has really quick feet. He's always in the right position. I think it's probably – I mean, it's he's never out of position. He's never getting beat at the basket. Uh, it's just impressive. It's it, it's fun to watch, too. I, I really hope he comes to Atlanta. Like 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 how bad I hope Kimbrell comes to Atlanta, which we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, that's coming up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's been fun to watch. I mean, just all the different teams are just throwing different uh, defenses at him. And, I mean, he's still finding ways to dominate – I mean, today, I mean, they weren't even guarding uh, Trey Jones or uh, Goldwire. And, I mean, they were focusing in on the three, especially Barrett and Zion. And, I mean, he still dominated with, I think he had 32 points, even with the 7-6 Taco Fall just standing in the zone. I, in I read today that hard. dude has an 
eight foot four wingspan. Yeah, he That's does. Ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. And that is crazy. The sad part about it is he's too big because I mean, yeah, it's his skill. He really has no talent. I mean, he's not even good on a defensive end. He's not wow. like smart or knows what to do. Really, he gets out of position a lot too, and he's not fast enough to move. But a uh, comparison. I mean, you talked about LeBron. I think. Uh, comparison because this guy actually he dominated in college too he wasn't as big as zion but um larry johnson he was i mean he was dominated throughout college and i mean it transferred into the nba and zion's even bigger and i mean i think he has potential to be even better but uh going into braves talk another thing i mean that's starting i think thursday season starts thursday yep Uh, who do they play uh they will be up in philip Excuse me, Philadelphia this weekend. So Thursday, baseball season is back. When's the first official game like? Is well, that opening day? Um, they've already had it. Yeah, they had it. Oh, yeah. They had it in Japan. <clears throat> Who was Oakland it? Oakland and, and Seattle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because each year I retired. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, going on the Braves uh, with the season starting, do they have enough to repeat, Clark? Man. Um, it's going to be really tough. Like I said earlier in the show, this division's gotten a lot, lot better. The competition is much more fierce. Um, that's pitching, bullpens, um, offensive production. All, all of the teams in the a, in the NL East that saw the Braves go out and do what they did last year said, "No, nah, we're not letting that. We're not letting that happen again. We're going to do what we have to do to try to." make sure that doesn't happen again. And I feel like the Braves may have fallen a little bit short in doing what they need to do to get back there. Um, at this point, I feel like realistically I'm praying for a wild card spot out of the NL East. Um, but they did just come out uh, this afternoon with uh, starting rotations for the first series. Phil, I don't know if you saw that. Um, Julio Tehran taking the, taking the mound in the first shot, but uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head the order for the rest of them if you got it. I believe if this thing would pull up. I think it's Julio, Wilson, Max Free. It's uh, Julio, then a Bryce Wilson and Kyle Wright. That's right, Bryce Wilson, not Max Free. And then the, the, to round out the top five I saw uh, just maybe 20 minutes ago uh, is Sean Newcomb and Max mm-hmm. Free. Yeah, so uh, they're letting the young guys get chances to run up there and, and show them what they got. And I think Bryce Wilson had the best spring training, and they're giving him the number two spot right out of the gate. So he's going to face a really difficult Phillies lineup, and and I think Tehran is going to have to have a game of his life because he's going to be pitching up against Aaron Nola, and that dude is legit. We never play well against Nola. It's, it's going to be a tough series, but it may be like tough sledding like this all season. Hopefully – you know, if I feel like if we can come back with one of the three games, I'll be okay. Uh, if I is- see good performances too, like that's a difference. You know, if they're close and offense is a little bit there, and um, Bryce has a good outing, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. As long as there's positives to take away, like obviously with all the injuries and stuff like that, I think we're kind of set back to tamper our 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 temper our expectations until maybe uh, late April. Now, uh, what, do, what do you make of Tukey uh, being sent down to AAA to start the season? They want to get him as much work as they can right now because I think they're about to move him up to a longer lever position. Uh, but he hasn't gotten enough work. Um, he, he had some struggles 
and I think his command is is needing a little bit of work, but he's going to get plenty of of um, of time to pitch and stuff down there in AAA uh, while they're trying to figure out what the, what they're going to do after the fifth game of the season. So, yeah, I mean, you brought up Crumble uh, earlier, uh, Clark. You want to talk a little bit about him? Do you think he'll sign this week? What do you think is going to happen with him? It's really tough to tell um, whether or not he'll sign this upcoming week. Uh, I think he should probably sign by Friday, uh, maybe a little sooner than that. It seems like uh, the Brewers are heavy favorites to to win that signing. They've had a lot of bullpen issues uh, recently. I think their closer, Corey Knable, is uh, – about to have to go undergo, uh, undergo Tommy, John, uh, Tommy John surgery because um, they found some UCL damage in his elbow, uh, and and that was their day one projected closer. So they're trying to replace that loss there, and I think they had another guy go down too. Um, they signed Wilson two days ago, I believe, and uh, you know they're still said to be the front runner for Kimbrel. But for Kimbrell, the thing is, man, he's holding, he's sticking to his guns on this long-term contract situation, and uh, I just don't know that Liberty Media is going to give Double A the ability to, and the monetary, the funding to to go push for that. In my opinion, it's it's our utmost need right now because it's so late in the game. We've missed the boat on all these other, like getting a starter, bolstering the bullpen, you know. And if you go get Kimbrell, you're not blocking anybody from coming up as a starter, you know, you're solidifying the back end of the bullpen. And that also pushes all of the other guys down one slot. Um, so I think it's the most important thing for us. And I really, really, really hope they can come to terms with them. I, I really don't care what he's asking. Pay the man. Um, if, if this was New York or LA or wherever, you wouldn't be like, Oh no, but what about the money? So I'm tired of hearing that. Stop towing the company line for Liberty media. They can do that on their own. Um, they're telling us they're, made 800 million they raking it in hand over fist so let let us be contenders um because right now we're not or we're very close to being a bubble team yeah i think um atlanta's really banking on the development of um acuna and albies and and hoping that the pitching can hold up and you you're gonna need a, a magnificent season from freddie freeman and um josh donaldson you're gonna need a resurgence from him just to even yes yeah. One, 100%. I mean, we don't even know what this offense is going to be like, but I'd much rather be having questions, man, I hope this offense is going to do enough than, man, I hope this offense is going to do enough. What the hell are we going to do with our bullpen? Are these new guys going to – I mean, it's like it's like the most stressful start to the season that I can remember because I have expectations That's after last year. Expectations now. That's the difference between yeah. last year too. That's the killer. We catch teams by surprise last year, this year. You're the defending champions. You're not catching anybody's by surprise. Which, and and you know we we hope that Albies also makes another uh, stride in the right direction. Same with Swanson. Uh, you never know what's going to happen with Acuna, rookie of the year last year. Uh, but they're going to make adjustments. Pitchers are going to adjust. They have a lot of film on him now. Um, Four hundred something at bats last year. So, you know he's got to uh, he's got to adjust as well which i think in spring training we kind of saw that i think he had a nine for 11 run for a minute there with like hitting for the cycle twice so uh, i think he's ready as ready as he can be but when they adjust he needs to make his adjustments too but you know i mean i'm not all out on the braves but it's gonna be a tough road to hoe for sure 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I definitely think it's going to be hard for them to repeat. I mean, it's just hard in general in baseball to repeat. And I mean, everybody's gotten better in the division. So I agree with what you two said. Uh, moving on to a lesser hand, the Atlanta, Atlanta Legends. They've, okay, they've, and now we're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's almost that time to just even stop recognizing them as Atlanta, especially as Legends. I don't know why that's their name, but um, – I think legendary. legendary losses. That's yeah. about all they're good at. I think last since last time we met, I think they've lost two games. Yeah. So and by almost thirty points, I think it was thirty both games. Uh, I mean, how long do you think this will last? For, uh, this will team. You know, yeah. I, I I I don't know about them. I don't know if they have much of a future here in Atlanta. Um, I kind of like what some of the other markets did going to mid-sized cities that don't have the NFL base, like Birmingham, Orlando, Memphis. San Diego, Memphis. I kind of like that better. Atlanta is a fast-moving city. If you don't catch our attention, you're not getting our attention. So ah. I just I don't know about them. Yeah, it's uh, – God, the, the other thing is it sucks to watch it. Like they're not – they're really not good at anything – there's no game change. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but they don't have a game changing player. They don't have anybody that sparks your interest. Uh, if you got a Sims and a Murray as your quarterback options, I'm good, dude. Like, if the point guard's the most important, uh, most important player, positional player in the NBA, then the quarterback is that for football. And we don't have one in Atlanta right now, as far as the legends are concerned. So they should have. They should have been the ones that went out and got a Manziel. Yeah, I mean, at least there's a, there's a story there. There's something to follow there because right now it's just like, man, um, you know, I'll I'll check Google after the game. Did they lose again? Oh, they did. Okay, <laughs> not uh, yeah. surprised. I hardly hear about them. I mean, beginning of the year I've heard. Seen a little I, and I'll be honest, I think their uniforms are terrible. I think they're ugly. So that's not helping either for me. Well, it fits their style of play for sure. <laughs> But we can move away from that uh, quickly because that's not something I really want to talk about, and I don't think a lot of people enjoy that. But um, on a sad note, uh, uh, the reports, I think, did the report come out? I think the report came out yesterday, maybe this morning. Uh, Georgia Tech player Brandon Adams actually passed away at 21 years old. So definitely condolences out to that. I mean, it's just a terrible thing to see for anything. And just – Another person, I mean, there hasn't really been any details come out yet, so we're still waiting to see what actually happened. So we'll be keeping you updated on that. I think we'll have a piece out. Uh, one of our Georgia Tech writers will have a piece out on ATLSportsHQ.com soon when the details come out. And now moving on to Atlanta United. Uh, Phil, you want to talk a little bit about their week? Yeah, so uh... – with international break, no no match this weekend. But uh, last weekend, another disappointing draw. 1-1 against Philadelphia Union. The only goal for Atlanta United coming off a, um, a header from Barco, which was really good to see. You know, Barco is someone we want to see doing well. Um, but they just, they weren't, they, they did not have it going. That match, we had 70% possession and only... One goal, I believe no shots on goal, only eight shots attempted. So it's just, it's an adjustment time. You know, you're seeing a lot of people panic, this and that. But there's 31 matches left. 
we're going to be all right. We have the most talent in MLS history. Once again, we will be okay. And um, also, uh, Joseph Martinez and Pity Martinez are off on international duty. Is Pity okay? Um, they said he's going to be okay. Uh, okay. Thankfully, it's actually not. You never want to see anybody get hurt, no matter how minor. But he needed some rest really badly, so he won't play in the other two matches. <clears throat> so that's a, a, I don't want to say it's good, good. Thing, but it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then Joseph had a goal off a penalty, it actually caught a lot of attention because of uh, his style. So it'll be great to see them back here in a few weeks. Also, really huge news is that Franco Escobar, he played with the twos last night. It looks like he will be ready to go for our next match. And arguably, he was our most important piece in the playoff run last year. So that will be huge to have him back. When's their next game, Phil? Um, should be... Is it April 1st? It is this Saturday at Columbus. So oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Another tough one. Columbus is very good. Yeah, hopefully they're able to pick it up. And I mean, I think I think it's coming. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, just be, be. it's just growing pains. I mean, it happens. I mean, coming off of a championship win and all the changes that happen. They actually deserve some credit for uh, for for being able to to draw. Um, a, what was it? Two weeks in a row, right? I mean, because you're talking about a couple of points at least. You know, putting yourself. I mean, otherwise it's zero, and and you look really bad. I think they're going to be all right, and. A lot, I mean, a lot has changed. <laughs> a lot has changed. Uh, philosophy, mm-hmm. manager, style of play. Uh, pity is completely different, although maybe better than Almarone. I mean, you never know. It's just it's different, and different is, is hard sometimes. So, um, you know, they just got to get used to playing with each other. Long season. Yep, yep. Uh, now we're going to get in this uh, little part of the show. We're going to have a little – Couple debates. Going to ask a few questions, and then uh, we want the chat to get involved a little bit. So we're going to put the questions in the chat too, and you guys uh, give us your opinions and why. Uh, first one will be: Who will be the face? Who do you guys think will be the face of Atlanta Sports three years from now? Uh, we got Trey Young, Joseph Martinez, Acuna, or Matt Ryan, or Julio, or anyone else. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be the face of Atlanta sports for me. But then again, I'm biased because baseball's my first love. Uh, I love all the Atlanta sports except for the legends because I just can't watch them. I can't. I mean, I'm just going to be, be up front with you. But I, I feel like Ronald Acuna Jr. has the ability to be – I don't want to say the next Mike Trout because I don't know if we'll ever see that again. I, I don't know if you guys understand how truly amazingly good that guy is. But he's – like twice as good as Barry Bonds was right now at this point in his career, as far as home runs, average, RBIs, on-base percentage, OPS, all the stats that you want to throw out there. He plays an average of like 156 games of 162 games a year, year over year, which is something that's really difficult to do. Uh, He's rarely injured. Occasionally he has missed some time from a thumb thing or whatever, but nothing serious. And uh, if Acuna can be some of that, and I think he has a chance to be because he's really, really good. And his, he's, he's just built for this. The MLB's changed a little bit, and Acuna's built for that shift 
Um, he, he's not a super heavy guy. He's not a weightlifting guy. He's just, he's actually like six foot 190. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm six foot 192, but I'm no Ron Acuna Jr. And I think for me, that that's my guy. Because Matt's on the way out. You know, Julio may get a contract extension, but I think he, he may be tapering down. Joseph is great. Trey's great. And it's not a knock on them, but for me, what Acuna could be, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm an NBA guy. I got to go with Trey. Uh, Trigger Trey. <laughs> I really think he's going to change basketball culture in Atlanta. For those who don't know, Atlanta has always been a strong NBA city. National-wise, they always rank top 10 in uh, viewership for like national games, for the finals, also game. It's just they've never been able to rally around the Hawks. I think Trey Young is a guy that the city can rally around. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to agree with Phil. Trey Young, I think he'll be a face of Atlanta. Like you said, I mean, we just never had a guy like that, superstar. And it's you, it's the first year, and you're already starting to see this stuff grow. And, I mean, the hype around him. So I definitely think he will be the face in three years. There's uh, going to be a lot of – there's going to be a lot of uh, – pundits and guys that talk about sports eating their eating their words about Trey talking oh, about yeah. he doesn't have the bottom I mean and that's that's another thing that goes into probably him uh being somewhat the face of Atlanta but I, I still think it's Acuna yeah he I mean yeah Acuna definitely has a case we're in pretty, we're in pretty good hands with our uh with our uh young superstars star. yeah yep another person uh Dougie Fresh he put in the comments he said Calvin Ridley is a Mentioned. He could he could he could be coming on a standout year this year. Uh, that's a great point. Um, with Julio, he could be what Julio was to Roddy White. Like they're almost in that same sort of uh, category career wise right now. So I mean, I think that's a great point. He showed out last year too um, when Julio wasn't getting touchdown catches. Calvin didn't have a problem. Calvin's got a job. <laughs> Sarah also mentioned she also agreed with us. She said either Trey Young or Acuna too. So. Seems like, a, I mean, I think a lot of people would lean towards Trey Young and uh, Acuna. I mean, especially their younger guys. I, I think I, you can't go wrong. Either. Yeah, no. Potentially two rookie of the years. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, that's the best you can be as a, as a first-year player. Yeah, so another question. Uh, this is going to be our last one for this little debate thing. Um, who do you guys think will be the team in Atlanta to win a ring next? Ah, oh, man. If you would have asked me a few months ago, I would have easily said the Braves. Um, right now, uh, not counting Atlanta United since they already won one, I think they still have just as good a chance to win another one this year. I'm going to go – still go with the Braves. Um, yeah, I, you know what you just did? When you look back and forth, you went, oh, damn sure not the Falcons. Uh Damn sure not the legends. They can't win a game. Uh, the Hawks, maybe. I'm going to have to just go with my initial gut feeling that the Braves may have a chance and just ride with that too. <laughs> I think if the Braves are in decent position, they could go after something at the deadline that could propel them. And then hopefully we open up the checkbook next year for somebody. I don't know. I, I don't know who I'll be out there, but you know, eventually you have to spend money to win. That's just the nature of sports these days. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you 
only on the premise that I think in two years they will be in a really good place with all the young talent. Baseball just takes a little longer sometimes. Um, and I just don't know about the Hawks. I know the plan's there. I know the next goal is to get into the playoffs, and then I think it takes a little bit of time to build up some of that experience. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd have to, I'd have to go with, with the Braves. But, hey, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. If we get the right picks, man, the Hawks could shock the world. So, Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to agree. I mean, the Braves, I think they're in the best position, too. I mean, you made a great point, Clark, about the Hawks. I mean, that time's coming. I mean, we can't just jump. We're not in the playoffs yet. We can't just jump to that conclusion yet. So that's definitely going to take a lot of time. The Falcons, I, I don't even want to speak on them. I mean, we all know how that goes. So, I think some people are going to get fired. That's what I think. After I think, next year, they're going to get the shit can. I think this might be the closing year. This might be the last year for their chance to win it, and I don't know if we have enough to win it next year. So I think that window will be closed. So I don't. I think the Braves have the best chance to bring another championship to Atlanta. A lot of people in the chat, Sarah said the Braves. I, I'm assuming a lot of people are going to think the Braves too. Um, Dougie Fresh, he put it in order. He said Falcons, Hawks, then the Braves. So he has the Braves last, which is kind of surprised to me. But hopefully someone does soon. I mean, United was obviously great, and, I mean, they're in a perfect situation to do it again as long as they pick it up. But I think another one's definitely coming soon. But let's get into the buy or sell uh, section. We're going to start with another Hawks question. Uh, the Hawks, who was more exciting, the Hawks now or the 2014 and 15 Hawks? Clark. So that's actually a really good question. Um, because I was at some of the games. I, I don't always have time to make it to games. I was at some of those games on some of those runs where we were winning back-to-back -back games, shooting the lights out. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say the Hawks now are more exciting to me. Uh, just Just thinking about the feeling that I get when I watch them play and how young these guys are, I think some of my excitement comes from the fact that they still have so much to grow into their potential where I feel like the 14-15 Hawks were kind of, we knew what they were already, and they were just kind of trying to get there, trying to get us there, um, where I feel like, you know, some parts of me feel like we're one piece away from being a competitor in the playoffs. And then I start thinking about, God, I mean, if we get two out of the – I just feel like I'm more excited about the Hawks now. So, I now. that. Frame that in the wrong way, though. So, I mean, you bought, but buy or sell the Hawks being more exciting now than the 2014-15. So, we got Clark with a buy. What you got? Buy. I got I to gotta buy because you know, there's just no expectations right now. And it's just the feeling of, ooh, I wonder what Trey Young's going to do next. I wonder what Tim Herter might do next. I wonder what John Collins going to do next. It's really unparalleled to me. And it's almost like watching a child or something grow up. It's, it's an amazing feeling of, wow, like, that's so cool. Like, I, don't I taught him that. I taught him that. <laughs> it's almost unexplainable. Yeah, I, I definitely have to buy. I mean, this is 
one of the most fun years I've had it. I mean, we've only won, what, 24 games? 26 now. 26? Okay. So, I mean, that just goes to show how fun they are to watch. I mean, they compete every night. So, I definitely would have to buy on that. Uh, moving on, uh, buy or sell Atlanta United are still the favorites uh, this season in MLS. Phil? Definitely got to buy it. We have the most talent, 31 <coughs> left. Uh, definitely, I, we we have as good a chance as anybody. Yeah, bye. I think uh, everybody kind of knows uh, the sleeping giant that Atlanta United is, like Phil said, with the talent that they have. It's really just a matter of time until they get these cylinders all clicking on the same process. And, yeah, I'm buying. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to go ahead and buy, too. I mean, they have all the pieces. They arguably could have got better this year. I mean, we've added a, a player pity. So, I mean – well, and and as Phil alluded to earlier, having uh, was what, Franco, uh, what's his last name, Escobar, right? Getting him back is huge. Yeah. So, look out! And uh, w- did they say Phil when he might be coming back? He's not coming back against the crew, I don't think, because he's still I, playing in the twos, right? I think um, he played well enough last night that they may be confident enough to maybe bring him off the bench, maybe late in the game, or maybe- you heard it here first. Somebody yeah. hit the button. Whoop whoop whoop. So I think we'll see him Saturday in Columbus. Yeah, I mean, I, they're definitely they're definitely right there, and I, I mean, they got to be the favorite. But um, another um, college news: uh, Georgia State they lost their first game in the tournament against who was it? Houston. Yeah, Houston, Houston yeah. was a little too much for him. And Ron Hunter, you know, everybody knows him. Uh, he actually I love decided, Ron Hunter. Yeah, I think I mean I think a lot of people, especially in the area, like him. What he done for the team, but um. He's actually leaving Georgia State for Tulane. Uh, buy or sell him making a mistake for leaving? Sell, absolutely, 100% sell. The mistake was made by Georgia State for drawing out his extension talks. Made him feel like he wasn't even welcome here. How do you do that with the guy? The only guy that recruits well in Georgia is at Georgia State, and you're going to ruin that relationship. I sell that. I think Georgia State... I'm I'm really pissed at them actually for that because he made them a perennial contender basically and they just kind of kicked him to the curb. Uh, Tulane's got some work to do, but man, Ron, he's one of my favorite people to listen to on interviews. He's always real. It, he tells you what he's going to do, and then it, it, he didn't care who knows about it. He just goes out there and does it. So I sell that. I'm for Ron Hunter. Uh, I, I want to see him do well in Tulane. I'm going to buy it only because I feel like he could have got a better job than Tulane. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if he waits another year, uh, he probably could have taken the tech job that might be vacant. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with Clark. I'm going to definitely sell. I mean, I think Georgia State, they made a terrible mistake. And, I mean, he had Georgia State. has. I mean, they're the best team in Georgia right now, uh, basketball-wise, and maybe even – they could have been going forward if they still had him. So, I mean, they definitely made a mistake letting him walk. Now, I do agree with he could have probably found a better job than where he is going to, but it is what but it if, is. But, I mean, how, how do you stay with a place where you feel like they don't want yeah, you? Exactly. If, that's the, if that truly is how he feels, and let me tell you something, Ron Hunter is always candid interview. He will tell you, and if that's what he says, I take him at face value that that's really the way he felt. And if that's how you feel, man, you don't want to stay. And, that's, and that is – a knock on Georgia State. Don't 
Make no mistake about it. They made a mistake. They did. Ron Hunter did what he had to do for his family. He feels like this yeah. is a stepping stone and he's moving up. And the green wave used to be pretty good in basketball, if I remember correctly, back in the 80s. So um, kudos to him for for getting a new a new spot. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wish they had given him an extension so he could hang around and wait for the Georgia job if it opens back up again or maybe the tech job or whatever. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to miss him. But I, I'm actually probably – I feel like I'm going to keep up with Tulane just because of him. Yeah, I think – I mean, he can definitely make them interesting. I mean, just his character and stuff. Get it, get him out there with the broken leg and one of those, uh, one of those little wheelchair cart things rolling around again to fall out of. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an iconic moment in Georgia sports history. I love Ron Hunter. I mean, that was great. He was he fell out of his wheelchair, whatever that <laughs> thing's called. Uh, last one for the buy or sell section. Um, buy or sell pay in March Madness bracket. Sell, sell. Oh my God! If you seen my brackets, you'd be like, man. Clark would never buy this unless he – I just like to light money on fire, you know? Uh, <laughs> yes. No, sell that. Derek, you may not know, but once you get into the corporate world, you pretty much – you bet on everything, and you do these little pools. <laughs> um, uh, everything's a pool, yeah, and I'm I'm not dipping my toe in that pool. I probably I probably burned $100 on very playing pools <laughs> so i gotta sell i gotta stop doing these little pools <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to sell i'm not a huge gambler i mean i'm good on that especially something like this it's just all luck i, I ain't got the faith in it but that's actually gonna do it for episode 21 uh phil start us out with who you guys want to shout out this week yeah, uh, shout out everybody listening, everybody supporting. Big shout out to Trey Young's dad for calling into Game Time Radio today. A uh, great interview with him. If you missed that, go to gtradio1100.com or go to Facebook and search for Game Time Radio. The video will be on there. Uh, shout out all you guys uh, with us at ATL Sports HQ for all the hard work y'all do. And um, uh, if anybody out there wants to join us and do some writing or contributing in any way or if you got any suggestions for us, Hit us up, and uh, we'll get you plugged in with that. And also uh, be on the lookout for our round three tournament coming June 8th. Hoover with Hawks Talk. Uh, we got – I'll have the sign-up information coming very, very soon, so be on the lookout for that. That's at Central Park, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, I don't have any shout-outs. I don't even know how to do a shout-out. Come on now. <laughs> uh, I mean – <laughs> I definitely shout out to everyone listening and uh, everyone that continues to listen. I shout out to you, Clark, for coming again for a second week in a row, especially on the Oh, Sunday that reminds night. me. I do have a shout out. Shout out to those guys in the chat. I appreciate those questions. Those are really good. And uh, okay. you guys you guys keep doing that. That's fun when we get a chance to uh, interact with you guys and, and keep up. And uh, I, I will have to get uh, up with uh, – what's his name? What's his name? Juicy J? No, who was the guy? They got the Falcons one of the next – Win the, the Super Bowl before the Hawks of the Braves. I don't know if I can buy that, man. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> he said Juicy J. I don't remember what his – what was his uh, name? I'm sorry. Dougie, Dougie. Dougie Fresh, right. Juicy J, Dougie Fresh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm Eminem over here. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I appreciate you guys, and thanks for uh, thanks for chatting. It, it's more fun when, when it's able to be interactive. So. Yeah, definitely, especially on a Sunday. I mean, this wasn't our normal scheduled day. We should be back on track. Uh, this Thursday at 845. I think we'll have the regular crew. I think Bob will stop slacking and be back 
Or no? Is he going? I can't remember when he comes back. Now. Man, Bob's going to Vegas. Bob don't care about this show. <laughs> he you hear me, Bob? He going to Vegas. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have Clark back for a third week in a row. Definitely enjoy it. But that's going to do it all. Thanks for listening to ATL Sports AQ Live podcast. Uh, we'll be on streaming services. Should be tomorrow by at least 6 o'clock p.m. So def- definitely check it out on iTunes or Spotify. But that's it. Thanks for watching. I guess.